What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Today, I sit down with my good friend, Branson Desparis. This is our second go around. First go around, he was just getting started. You should find that episode. I'll try to link it in the description. Otherwise, go find that episode. And, you know, I love uh, this second coaching session because he took the advice, he listened, he put it to play, and he's I mean, he's obviously killing it. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. It was it was a tough coaching session because he's doing so many things well. We uncovered some really cool things in his business to refine. Um, but, you know, putting the systems in play, taking the leap, taking action. We could talk coaching all day. You can listen to this all day. It's up to you to take the action. It's up to you to take the risk. It's up to you to do trial and error this information that you get should just be a guide. It should just give you confirmation, but there's nothing that's going to replace taking action. And one of my favorite Bible verses is faith without works is dead. You have got to do the work. So you're going to love this one. Hope you get a lot out of it. It's going to be a good one. It starts right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? I'm back with my good buddy, Branson. Welcome back, my friend. Tell me, man, what has happened since uh, last time we spoke? Yeah, man. Uh, I think the last time that we spoke was back in November, so it's been about six months. Um, You're renovating your house. (laughs) Yeah, still still in a work in progress. (laughs) I haven't made much progress since then on that. Uh, but majority of that's been I've been so focused on yeah. what's been going on in our business. So uh, it's been it's been good because it's one of the reasons I wanted to hop on here is kind of just to sure. say uh, thank you for um, kind of being the spark for um, a lot of change in our business, a lot of growth. Uh, it's been it's been awesome. So we uh, back then you were kind of just like spilling out uh, a lot of stuff that I didn't I, I knew I was motivated I was ready to grow I just didn't I just needed someone to point me in the right direction so since then we've gotten got me set up on drip jobs uh we're in gusto now for our payroll we're um we've been working with base code they've been doing our website and STO. I've been in the pathfinder program for about six months now um, beautiful yeah and so when I started so let pathfinder, me ask you this hold on so you put all yeah. the systems together and yeah. it's working Yes. Good. Yes, okay. it's working. Definitely. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I gotta ask, how's trip um, jobs going for you? Quick little shout it's out. It's awesome. Yeah. Love it. it it's, I love it. Yeah. It's yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm starting a job Monday that I think I post about this in the uh in the drip jobs Facebook page where yeah. a lady she responded she was just a cold lead, couldn't get a hold of her. She responded to a 30 day follow up drip message. Can't beat it. Love that. Went out and started a job and yeah, now we're we're Heck starting yeah. on Monday. So yeah, it's awesome. So is this correct, man? I know you, fifty. You're at fifty grand a month almost now. Yeah, we we doubled in size. We started a whole. Where were whole you when month. we when we when we spoke? What was revenue looking like? About twenty five. Okay, so you doubled. Yeah, uh, yeah. Congrats, man! That's awesome. Doubled. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. So I basically started a whole nother company that just does <laughs> cabinet refinishing. So I thought I was starting right. a second crew and I've really started a whole nother company. And it's, uh, so once I started with, once I started with Pathfinder, I was going to start running Facebook ads. I've never done ads before. Yep. And they were like, yeah, so what do you do? I said, we do interior, exterior painting and cabinets. And they're like, oh, you do cabinets. Cabinets do great on Facebook. So we uh, launched a, a Facebook ad for cabinets. I was like, well, I got to figure out how to do this right thing. Because we were kind of just doing cabinets as an extension of the trim. And sure. it, um, so, But now we have we have a shop. We are using industrial uh, 2K polys. And, Let's go. Uh, we're cranking out a kitchen a Dude. week. I got this... Uh, sample door with my logo Ooh, on it that's and, what um, i like only thing only oh, yeah. suggestion would be do a half door next time <laughs> <laughs> yeah do, do half oak it. half paint you know those, uh, those are powerful i love it. those you know yeah, so that's yeah, good though yeah. i like seeing the sample <laughs> yeah man yeah i've got those in the works i got i got a couple cool. sample doors in the shop right now we're working on right stuff. on brother right on so let's talk about you know where i can assist today i mean you know you, you called the meeting what are you uh what are some questions you have or what's an area that you're wanting some insight on yeah, so um, we're definitely having some growing pains. It's been good. I knew there was going to be some growing pains as we went along, uh, but I feel so much of my attention has been focused on the cabinets. I've been very hands-on with the cabinet side of things. My dad is my business partner. has kind of been handling the, the painting crew. It's been yep. going steady. Um, but I think one of the main things I wanted to talk about was kind of like team dynamics and structuring. How do you structure a very optimized crew? Yeah. Um, Cause right now we have, we have a crew leader okay. uh, and one full-time guy that's working with him. And then my dad fills in as needed. And then we've got several part-time guys because back when me and my dad were doing all the production we would just kind of bring in some part-time guys like college students to come and help us. So we've got some guys that have kind of been just grandfathered into that system. Um, but honestly, now that I've stepped away, I'm having issues estimating and scheduling because it's hard to know how long it's going to take. Yeah. Timing is, that's a jobs. skill, man. It really is. Yeah. It, is mm -hmm. it is a underestimated skill. Once you start growing is timing your schedule and, actually scheduling yeah. the jobs accurately so you can tell the customers who are like well when can you get to me you know yeah. you can tell them accurately all right so first let's go through the painting business the house painting business who's running the crew mm -hmm. uh so uh it's a guy named albert he's um okay yeah he's my dad's like former painting partner got from it. like 20 years ago he had it he's got his has his contracting license he had his own construction and renovating okay. company for so a he's long just time a solid crew crew leader. yeah Okay. Yeah. What's dad yeah, so, doing? So my dad, he is a full-time evangelist. So he's 15 days out of the month. He's gone right. traveling, speaking the other 15 okay. days. He's here working, doing project management. That kind okay. Of stuff. When he's here, he's just helping out on the job pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. All right. So who's working without when your dad's not here? Uh, so we've got Jose. He's a full-time guy. He came in about three months ago, had no experience. Um, He's a pretty proficient painter now, um, okay. but he's the only full-time guy we've got. We've got a couple other guys that jump in and out that are some, a couple of them that are taking classes that are working like three days a week. And then um, two guys that are full-time right now, but they're leaving in a couple of weeks to go do stuff for the summer. And um, so those are really the only two consistent. So it's just Al and Jose. Yep. Okay. Who's doing the cabinets? Uh, so the 
the girl that I told you about um, is my rock star that she's been with us yeah. for almost three years now. She's completely taken over the cabinets now. Um, hired another girl that's coming on, starting with her on Monday. And then we got another guy who's another one of my dad's former painting partners that is going to. This will be a team of three. Yeah, it'll be. Three Are they all going to be working on one kitchen together? What does your cabinet system look like? Is is <laughs> and that second girl that you're bringing in? Does she have any experience, or is she just starting out from nothing? Yeah, she's starting from nothing. She's going right. to be just she's prepping. complete apprentice. And then the yeah. guy that you're bringing in to help them, how what's his experience like? I assume pretty good, but he probably hasn't done yes. cabinets the way you have have him done, right? He's got to learn our system, but he's he's worked with cabinets. So he's for many independent, years. right? Okay. Yeah. So you have you have the girl and you have the guy. And then you have a prep person, right? Yep. And you have a shop, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. what you're going to notice in the cabinet space is it's so much easier to systemize, right? Yes, is it, it is. It definitely a, is. It's in a controlled environment. You know mm -hmm. what needs to be done. You bring them in, you paint them, you send them out, right? But there's yep. two components to the cabinet business. You have what goes on in the shop and what goes on in the house. Now, mm -hmm. there's so many different types of ways to crank out cabinet jobs. And if you feel as though that you're going to be getting a lot of them, my suggestion to you um, is to really figure out what your system is going to be like and put a stamp on it, right? Because, you know, yeah. you're still bringing in people. So I'm going to give you a couple examples of some different systems. The first system is, is that the girl, uh, what's her name? Just so I have someone to reference. The crew leader? Yeah. Yeah, it's Jillian. Jillian. All right. So let's let's put it this way jillian is responsible for her jobs right so she goes does her job gets her cabinets to the shop paints her cabinets at the shop installs her cabinets and she's independent right and you would say okay well jillian in one week can generate one kitchen and let's say that average is five grand would you say that's fair like if it would yeah. take her five days we think like a thousand dollars a day worth of revenue right yeah Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about real quick before I go any further, what's pay scale look like? I don't need specifics, but are you doing a percentage or are you doing hourly? Hourly. Okay. She's an employee under the company, correct? Yes. Okay. So here's the drawback of doing hourly. The drawback of doing hourly in the cabinet space is that there's a lot of independence happening and you're putting a lot on her shoulders. So if you really yeah. look at it, she's probably getting, I'm going to just assume $25 an hour. Okay. You know, let's just say that's the average. It's a thousand bucks. Okay. So what I would think about is, okay, well, where does the margin come in at a thousand bucks? Well, on a house painting job, your labor margin is generally 40 to 50% in some cases, right? With a thousand dollars worth of labor um, attributed to one person knocking out a cabinet job, you're at 25%, which is really low, but you have to look at the workload, right? So what if we added someone to help her out on those jobs, which I know that you're planning on doing. I'm just giving you the preface of the system. So let's say yeah. you add a prepper. Okay, prepper comes in at 16 to $18 an hour. Now you're at that 40% labor margin. You're like, well, Tanner, why would I want more labor margin? Well, because in cabinets, you don't have the same paint margin as you do on house painting. The paint margin is generally maybe 10%, maybe lower paint and materials, you're only using three gallons of paint on a $5,000 job. If you're painting it outside of a house, generally speaking, you're using six to $800 worth of paint, right? So we have the ability to add a little extra labor on a cabinet job and still make great profit margins. So what I would look at is this. If you have a system, let's start with cabinets. I like doing the cabinet system first because it's so easy. Okay. You look yeah. at, you would call the, the, the person, you would call them, you know, crew lead, right? And that's, that's Jillian. And then you have the new girl and that's, you know, that's a prep and you have a team of two, right? 
Mm-hmm. That's the new girl. Okay. Well, you just brought another guy in and he's going to be a crew lead, right? Yep. So that means that you need to find another prep for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the goal here is to have a team of two working on every job. Why is this beneficial? Well, what's cool about this is that if you do it right, you can make it to where your crew lead and your prep always go in first and prep the house, the interior kitchen, right? What's great about this is that when your crew lead is actually painting, your prep is in the shop getting the, the getting the doors done, right? Yeah. For that crew, right? So you send the prep there, get the doors prepped and ready to go. Sanded, prime, not maybe even primed. You might even have them start priming, whatever the case is. And the goal is to create some sort of graduation program to where you are now nurturing your individuals that you brought in as preps to become what we would consider a tech or a crew lead. Right. And the goal here is for you to really identify like what that looks like and then outline that. And when you're hiring, you need to be thinking like, okay, the people that I want to bring in as preps ultimately are going to be my techs. So what what you're seeing here is that your demand is going up for cabinets. That's why you're probably bringing in the second person to do cabinets. Right. And then you want to identify, well, how many kitchens can two people do in a week? Well, I'm just going to say efficiently, maybe one kitchen per week, right? Let's just say that it might get into one and a half. In terms of Mm -hmm. scheduling, what I've seen is, you know, two people, they do one kitchen. If they get done early, an incentive is what? They get paid the full week. They get paid the full full week, right? So you say, Mm -hmm. hey, listen, you get your kitchen done, you get paid, you get Friday off, you get Thursday off. I don't care, right? So that's a really good incentive to number one, Great. You know, people would love to get paid on days off. Number two, it makes scheduling easy for you because you're only scheduling jobs to start on what? Monday. Thank you. So that means for you, you know, okay, I got to fill up that Monday. I got to fill up that Monday. I got to fill up that Monday. Do you understand? So your goal is to maximize what can be done from Monday through Friday. Now you might say, well, Tanner, what if I get a big kitchen, like one that has 150 doors? Well, look at it and say, you know what? I'm going to put both crews on that one. And that's how that's going to work. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. you need to orchestrate this in a way that favors you in terms of scheduling, but also favors your team members in terms of giving them an incentive, especially because they're hourly. Okay. So I would outline that early on. What do you think about that? No, that's good. So um, part of the reason why I started this to set, one of the reasons why I wanted to set this up was because uh, Jillian has been saying for a while that she's kind of wanted Fridays off. She's only, she only wants to work four days a week. So, so far, I mean, we've been doing cabinet jobs for about three months now. So far we've been able to pretty consistently knock out a kitchen a week, just me and her in four days every week. And she's been able to take Fridays off. Um, And I've still been able to, with the margins that we've had set up, I've been able to pay her for that fifth day. And um, so structure wise scheduling wise it's been honestly it's been smooth i know there's going to be some differences as we bring in these two new people but with the cabinets it's been easy to schedule just one kitchen a week we've stayed right on track the whole time we've got to we are still have some things we got to tweak out but our systems are pretty good as far as the the cabinets go so i um it's more so the the painting side of things the thorn in, in your back right so yeah. that's the next one. So let's talk about that because I think it's, you know, first of all, painting revenue. Let's look at it. Do you know how much revenue is actually being brought in on the house painting side? It's, it's been all over the place. Up and we, down. I'm going to make some. an assumption to say that it's between 10 to 12 grand a month. 
Uh, Four to five uh, K a week. No, it's it's honestly been a good bit more than that. It's been closer to probably thirty thousand. Are you sure? But 25, 25 to thirty a month. Yeah, because we've been oh, doing. Because you still had you still had help. I'm sorry. I'm thinking you only had two guys, and then you were telling me the two guys yeah, are leaving. So okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Understood. we still had. A, yeah, our crews on average has been about four or five guys. So 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 the thing is, been is consistent. That that's the problem. The thing is, is that you need to decide how many members are on a crew. And I think yeah. what's been interesting is that you're like, okay, well, some days it's four, some days it's two. My dad comes in and helps on some. My dad comes in and leaves on some, right? Mm-hmm. I think you got to understand that when you start doing cabinets, you do need a shop manager. I think that would be a good role for your dad, especially because he comes in and it'd be a fixed environment for him to go in and he can handle inventory. He can handle quality control. He can handle that sort of thing. You can even send him to the cabinet jobs and check the prep, check you know the kitchens, meet the customer. I would remove him completely from the house painting side simply because, again, sometimes it's not a good thing to be finishing jobs so quick. Sometimes it is a good thing. And I think you're finding that balance are running Mm -hmm. two businesses. So the first thing I would identify is the same thing we did with cabinets is we got to figure out what our business model looks like. Is it three or is it four on a crew? Let's decide what that's going to be now. Yeah, so... um... Yeah, I mean, I've been leaning towards three. Um, I'm, I've got an Indeed ad running right now. I actually spent the last thirty minutes sifting through people. I'm trying to find another, more a guy that at least has a little bit of painting experience to join Albert and Jose, so that we've got uh, Albert, who's a master painter, and Jose, who's still kind of, he's getting better, but he's still, I would still consider him an apprentice. And then having another experienced guy that can take some of the workload off of Albert when it is just them there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd go back and forth between between three and four um, just because. So, so here's here's what I find is that sometimes on really big jobs, it's good to have four. Mm-hmm. Right. And I yeah. think you, you realize that as well. But sometimes yeah. also really good to have three, especially on smaller jobs in terms of pricing. Right. So yeah. if you're finding yourself in that balance, then what I think you should do is you should look to see, well, in most cases, how often do I do big jobs? And yeah. what would that say? Give me a percentage. How often do you do a job that would most benef- benefit the most having four on a job? Past few months, it's been a lot. It's been, it's been a lot. Okay, our, good. Yeah. All right. So we identify that, okay, it's actually better for us to have four. So you need to identify, yeah. that, okay, the first crew needs to have four. And then here's the deal. You need to get a second crew on the painting side right so the painting side the second crew could be a crew of what how many i'm gonna quiz you (laughs) two or three two yeah two handles the small jobs four handles the big jobs when the four crew doesn't need four you put the third on the crew at two okay so you're just moving pieces around but you got to understand man like the the idea here is for you to identify what your par levels are for your team okay and the thing about it is if you don't make that definitive early on, when you lose someone, you're not as motivated to replace them because you're not, you need to be married to the system. You really need to identify like what your system is and you have to stick to it because if you're not careful, you'll find yourself with one or two guys like you are now, two are leaving, you know, and then you're like, you're not back to center. You need to know what your center is. And of course, if you know what your center is and, you know, three is working out, you know, that's fine, but you need to identify like, the franchise mentality. The franchise mentality is, hey, 
this system works. We're not going to deviate from it. If I open up a McDonald's, there needs to be two line cooks. There needs to be three people in the kitchen cleaning. There needs to be one person outside doing maintenance. There needs to be one cashier. And that's the par, right? So yeah. if, a, if a maintenance guy quits or if he gets fired, McDonald's knows, hey, we need a maintenance guy because that's our system. We need a maintenance guy, right? So the mm -hmm. idea here is for you to identify what your par is in your business, bro. And I think yeah. like, I think now we can say, okay, well, our par is we have one crew lead. We have one uh, and we have three uh, painters underneath that crew lead. That's our par for team one. And for team two, we have a crew lead and a helper for the smaller jobs. Okay. Cause you get big jobs, you get small jobs. And then if you get a medium sized job, that's when you move the pieces around. And then that one role in the crew of four, we call that a floater. He goes between both crews. Maybe that's your dad if he wants to help out, right? So how you move these pieces around. But I think the first step is removing your dad from the equation on the painting side because it's going to confuse you, right? Yeah. You could still use him in a role on the cabinet side. But again, it's going to get confusing if your dad's coming in half the month. It's really hard to hire with yeah. that in mind. It's like, well, now there'll be five if he comes, right? So I think it requires yeah. to sit down with dad, just say, hey, look, I think you're better in the shop on the cabinet side, helping us get that rolling so I can systemize the painting side. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. Um, problem is my dad. So I've spent like the from November to about February, I spent about those three months just researching the cabinet system. So pretty much everything that I've learned about painting, I learned from my dad. But the whole cabinets thing, I've basically built Understood. from scratch. I kind of love that, man. I kind of did the, uh, yeah, I did the sell first, figure it out later <laughs> method. So I, I was Nothing selling wrong with jobs and still trying to. But let me tell you, there's more, more upside on the cabinet side than there is the painting side, right? Yeah. For you. And, and because you're doing the system that way, the marketing's there, the production's there, you know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, the only reason I'm saying expand the painting business a little bit, I would stop at two crews on that and then just focus on, I mean, you're not going to give up 20, 30 grand worth of revenue in your business that could ultimately lead to more cabinet jobs. So it's a lead source for yeah. your cabinet business, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think the, the, in your specific case, I, I wouldn't say, hey, shut down the painting side, focus on cabinets. No, I think you can manage that. You have people that you can trust. You're selling these jobs. You're in homes that might have oak cabinets and say, hey, just so you know, we paint cabinets. Are you interested? Yeah. Let me show you what that looks mm -hmm. like here. Let me bring a door. How many jobs have you gotten from customers that have you paint? Have you gotten a few? Several. Yeah. yeah. Several. Several right? so actually, yeah. No need mm -hmm. to shut it down, but you need to optimize it before you pivot completely into the cabinet side. It's not yeah. optimized right now. And that's your problem is that mm -hmm. the scheduling is all sure. over the place. I eat. Here's the deal. I even think you should get another drip jobs account. We have a branch feature, which allows you to switch between accounts so you can keep Desperis uh, painting and cabinets separate. That's going to help. Okay. I really think yeah. so because I think for me specifically, I would want my cabinet leads and I want my painting leads separate so I could schedule the job separate, schedule the appointment yeah. separate. And what's cool is if you integrate Google Calendar, all those appointments on both sides, you can integrate the same Google Calendar on both accounts and all those appointments go right into Google Calendar. It's really efficient. You know, wow. yeah. that, that's okay. something to think about as well. You know, it's, it's yeah. completely just separating it because think about it. Let's say the painting side was doing a million and then your cabinet side was doing a million. You would want those separated. That's a lot of leads, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I would consider. And then you have a different follow-up. You have different drips for cabinet people than you do house painting people, right? You have, you know, it's, it's, if you're really going all in on separating these two, the first step is separating the system that 
houses everyone and then really just optimizing both sides yeah honestly like i the the main thing that entices me there is the drip messages because i've been wanting to have like figure out a way to have specific drip right. messages that are going down to cabinet customer because there's it's a completely different system like it, it really is a whole separate business that we're doing it with is cabinets that we are i'm paying. sure with cabinet yeah. people you want to see those cabinets you want to give a ballpark or feel where they're at mm -hmm. like that's everyone does that in the cabinet space yeah. they want to know if you're in the right mindset to pay for this service because it's not just yeah. slapping paint on cabinets it's mm -hmm. a refinishing process so you know that would yeah. be a step that i would say will help you in terms of your organization which was one of the things you brought to me and said hey you know how am i you know the scheduling thing is kind of giving me stress you know and then yeah. your par so real quick i just want to make sure we're concrete on that right now you have two solid full-time individuals on the house painting side correct yeah okay so that means based off of our assessment you need four more okay and you're hiring on the painting side, but you're also hiring on the cabinet side, you need one more, you need a prep on the, on the cabinet side. So you need five hires right now. And I know that sounds crazy. Um, but I think after the conversation, you understand why, right? Yeah, no, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But if you get those five hires, I want you to picture what business would look like for you. It's easy to identify, Hey, big jobs go with this crew. I, I know my margins on four small jobs go to this crew. You're going to win more jobs with a crew of two. Because the margins are, if you if you price based off of margins and cost, it'll be a lot, you're going to win more jobs. So, you know, those yeah, are some things sure. to think about. You also have an opportunity to create another crew leader on the painting side, which I'm always a fan of, giving someone an opportunity to lead. You need to look at what your vehicle situation looks like. Do you have any vans, trucks, or anything like that? No, we've got, we have two trailers, but it's, uh, people have been pulling it with them. So our crew leader uses his own personal truck to pull the trailers that we've been looking at. Vans. I would look at, yes, you know, you, you, you're you going to need four vans. I would look at what yeah. that looks like. That's 40. If you can find vans for 10 grand each, it's 40 grand. Finance them all. You can also finance the wrap. That's what I do. I, I throw the wrap on the financing and I just pay a payment on it. So you get a three grand wrap on each one. Um, you know, it's a business write off, all, you know, all the entire cost, but you know, and it'll help you with your, uh, your taxes at the end of the year. I mean, these are decisions you got to make. It's like, I would start looking for Chevy 2500s on Facebook marketplace every day, you know, or 1500s, you know, great vans. They last a long time under 150,000 miles. You should expect to spend between 10 and 13 grand, um, get some racks in them. You know, the trailer game you and I both know is annoying as heck, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Where's the, yeah. where's the trailer? Have you ever said that before? <laughs> <laughs> about, about a thousand times uh, where's the trailer who's got the trailer yeah. so um and then leaving it at the customer's house like hey your trailer's in my driveway i can't back out dude i've been through yeah. it all. i've, I've yeah. honestly yeah so um yeah, trucks will help you're gonna have to look at what your gas expense will be your you know if you can pay for some cash you can find a good deal so these are just all things i mean this is a lot but look man if you get all this done by the end of the year you're going to really set yourself up for a really solid 2024, completely optimized. I would leave two yeah. crews on the cabinet side, two crews on the painting side until you really see what the maximum amount of jobs and income you can, you can bring in. And then I think at that yeah. time, it's a, probably a smart move to bring in a salary project manager uh, to, to manage everything, you know, to manage all yeah. the crews. You just do sales full time, um, you know, I mean, or you can hire someone to or uh, give someone a, a raise or get them into that role. You know, that girl that yeah. you said is a rock star, she might fall right into that role. I don't know, but that's yeah. business is about moving parts around, man. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah. You can move the, the the puzzle pieces around and 
optimize your business, man, you'll find yourself in a really nice position. Yeah. So I guess one, one question I've had with the, the four and two and having a floater moving back and forth, does that ever have issues with, I guess, just like social dynamics? Like some people like to work with other people yeah. and then you got like, you feel like you're messing up the flow by moving people around. Um, not not you, so much with a floater that? role, really. I mean, unless you're, I mean, the floater role is usually a prepper or somebody that okay. doesn't might, doesn't really have a say in, in, in the job. Ultimately they may, they yeah. might, um, yeah. you know, um, but the reality the situation is, is like, I feel like that starts with your hiring, you know, and I, and you need to do a, yeah. an assessment of ego in a company. You know, I think for me, when I'm hiring, even the, even if the applicant looks good on paper and they sound good, if I can tell that their personality will mesh with the people that I have, I'll forego that person because I really focus on making sure that I'm putting, it's like a Petri dish. I use that example. It's like, dude, who are you putting in there? And it could affect the whole team or it could not. Now, I don't know if you're coming to me with that question from a place of the people I have right now are so set in their ways they don't like change and they're hard to influence which i'm guessing that's the case because you're working with an old school painter who's been painting with your dad for years and you're coming in as the business owner trying to change things which is hard and i know that you're in a position of vulnerability because you don't have as strong of a say as you should that's something you need to figure out if it's worth continuing the relationship or not from my experience it's convenient they're good at what they do it's automated you can wipe your hands clean of it but you can't scale it so keep that in mind too. I've been there as well. Yeah, that's good. I'm definitely dealing with some of that. So, of course, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the culture. So for you to come at me yeah. with that question, you got to look at the big picture. I'm sure you've known this guy for years, right? Yeah. yeah it's, okay. It's so now you're in a tricky position because he's not going to buy into the program. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're bringing in new help, he only wants to work with certain people. He wants to do things his way not the company's way. And I'm sure you run into that. Maybe he's not doing it to the standard that you're reading online and you know what the industry standard is. You have an old school painter who's just gotten by for so long. So that's hard, man. And I think like there'll be a breath of fresh air if you can, and I'm, just, I'm here to coach. I'm here to be honest with you. If you can get rid of that. Yeah. This, it is what yeah. it is. Be, I, I've been there. I know what the other side of it is. And it's nice, even though that the production might not be where it is, you at least have a strong influence in how things get done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough because I, it's, I'm constantly going back and forth because he's, he's a great painter. He's a great guy. He fits our culture. He fits our values. Um, but there are like dynamic issues there as far as like, he's owned his own business. He knows like, like he can look at a job and know exactly like how I bid it and how much money I'm making versus how much money he's making. He's like very okay. numbers driven sure. and um, yeah, how does that him really, really well, but it's, yeah. yeah, but, but here's the deal, you know, you got to look at it like this, bro. When, and I don't know how much of a say dad has into this, but like, you're on a mission, dude, I can feel it. Right. Yeah. You have, you're focused, you're driven. I tell people all the time, do the research on cabinets, figure out the formulas, figure out the system. And you did it and you made it happen in your business. This yeah. person, I don't need to even know. This person is going to slow you down and you got to identify what is more important, making sure that guy has a paycheck who's probably ungrateful or making sure that everyone around you, the people that are bought into your program are thriving, bro. And yeah. it's like, 
you know, ultimately that's not your responsibility to justify whether or not he feels as though he's getting his fair share of the company's profits when he's an employee and you're overcompensating. Your margins are probably skewed because you're trying to make him happy. But let me tell you something. I know this. You should know this. There is never a number that's going to make someone happy. So you might as well set it firm and incrementally change it based on whatever metric you feel necessary, but that's you feel necessary. And the thing is, if you're worried about him having people work alongside him and influencing them, then again, the question isn't so much, how do I handle the floater? It's how do I handle the leader? Yeah. You know, the floater should, the floater doesn't know nothing, but the leader's the one who's the problem. Yeah. Tough. Look, when we first spoke, there was a lot of tough things you had to do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you did mm-hmm. them. If yeah. we're talking today, that's your tough thing. You know, if you want to get to where you want to go and it's almost like, you know, I've been in bad relationships. It's like comfortable. It's, you know, it is what it is. But then when you make the big change, you know, I think you talk to dad about it. If he has a good relationship with him, I mean, figure out what that is. I don't know the dynamic, but I've been with a person like this before and it was comfortable. They produced us a lot of money, but I could not influence the job the way I should have been able to as a business owner. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's, it is a tough dynamic. And you thought about it. it. You uh, had to have thought about I it. I have. Okay. Yeah. I've thought about it a lot. It's, tough, yeah, man. it's uh, it is tough. And it's, it's tough because I, I, I go back and forth every day, like with, cause I mean, he's kind of a unique, like he's got a lot of issues in his family sure. and he's kind of, he's the kind of guy that, chaos kind of just follows him and uh say he's had a lot of ups and downs in his life and being a part of our company is really beneficial to him just being around us and the environment that he's in but it's at the same time it's like balancing between if here's here's a here's an assessment if you feel as though bringing in someone fresh new excited for the opportunity Right. So imagine you go through the interview process, you meet somebody that's top, top notch, right? You're excited. You're like, this is my guy. He's going to buy into what we're trying to build here. He's excited. He wants to learn and grow and he's motivated. Like there's nothing better than that. Right. But a part of you honestly feels like I don't want to put him with him. Then that's how, you know, there's an issue, right? Because what that'll do, you're going to taint the excitement and the perception of the opportunity when he's around someone that doesn't value the opportunity bro people in my business i know this for a fact they tell the new hires how great it is to work for us i I know that because i tell i ask the new hires everyone seems to love it here well that's the culture they're grateful gratitude because guess what the other side of the fence isn't as green and it's like again as a business owner i've learned this too you can't save people from what they got going on in their personal life. You can create an environment and if they thrive in it, that's great. If they don't and they don't take advantage of the opportunity to thrive in it, then that's not your fault. You did what you could, right? I mean, so you got to really look at the big picture here, man. This is one of the toughest things in business right here is taking somebody who produces a lot of good work, okay, but has a character flaw and you got to identify what's more important, making money or creating culture. Yeah. And guess what? A great culture will wind up doing for you, making you a ton of money. money. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at short-term versus long-term. Yeah. That's good. Oh, you're gonna have to sit on that today, man. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, no, I am for sure. Yeah, this is uh, business, and this is why this is the breakthrough, man. Because yeah. you need it. That you come here for a direction, and I don't know this guy. I don't know the situation. I just know, hey, this guy's growing. You have the ability to impact a lot of people, right? Yeah. And if there's something that's withholding the growth, you have to identify who is is that person greater than the colony. You know, you you have a family. I'm sure you're you've got a house. You're trying to create a family. I don't know. Do you have any kids? Yeah, I have a daughter. She's just got a daughter. You know, I mean, we got things in your household that are more important than someone else's personal issues that are influencing the thing that makes sure that your household has peace. Yeah. You know, I, I'm serious about that. I, it took me a long time, but I'm very serious about it. Don't matter who it is. Yeah. You know, they can I create. He's a business owner. He's not going to he's not going to be sitting at, on the couch for long. Dude, trust me. You can't save him. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, That is definitely the hardest part for me because I. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't, I'm very non-confrontational. So it's, uh, <laughs> that's, I don't think I it has to do with, I, yeah, dude, but you're going to have to build that muscle, bro. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not in turn, you don't have to be confrontational. You just have to be firm and you have to make tough decisions. That doesn't have to be confrontational. And I think yeah. you're dealing with somebody with an A personality and you're maybe a B personality. I don't even know what that means, but B is like, Hey, I don't really want to be the one to initiate this confrontation, but ultimately you need to utilize purpose behind that. And that'll push you to do it because ultimately you got to look at it though. You got to look at the pros and cons, you know, can I put good people with this person? Yes or no. Is this a team player? Yes or no. Can I give this person an SOP and, and they'll follow it to a T yes or no. So, you know, before you cut off, man, I was like, okay, well, you know, like, let's go through three questions here. You know, if you were to implement an SOP, which I'm sure you're trying to, would you know that it's followed to a T if this person were leading the job? Chances are the answer to that question is no, because again, I know old school painters, do they do their own thing, right? Is it true? Uh, actually, no, not with this guy. He's, he's very particular. It's more, as far as the work he does, he, uh, he likes structure. He likes things to be organized. I don't know. It's that's it's hard to even pinpoint what the issues are. It's more so part of the reason is he lives an hour and a half away and he commutes. And when issues come up at uh, at home for him, he has to come late. So when he's sure. late, the crew leader's not there, and we're scrambling trying to get things gotcha. done. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know um, because that's why I'm torn. Cause I, I really feel like, cause he'll tell me he's like super bought in and like wants me to make money sure. and wants us to succeed. Doesn't care how much money I make, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, at the same time, he's very much so money motivated and He'll and listen, I, listen, it, and then uh, on, on, on the flip side, you know, there are people that have people like that in their business. I don't think him being on a painting crew on residential painting is going to give him that result, right? Remember we said that there was a couple of different ways that people do cabinet refinishing. Yeah. Uh -huh. The other way is piece rate. And it's like, Hey, you come in when you want and get it done. You know what I'm saying? Now, obviously that would come yeah. with customer communication. You don't want them showing up late every day, but let's say you put them on it, make a cabinet crew out of him, him by himself. Let him be sideloaded by himself. So you're not 
chasing him and he gets a percentage of whatever the cabinet job is. Right. So yeah. again, we talked about moving puzzle pieces around. If you have a heart for this guy, if you really like him and you feel as though maybe he's just not in his right role and he has some family issues going on, maybe you want to see through it with him to, to that point, yeah. whatever, there's another option. Again, this is all about how you move the pieces around. And if you feel as though, you know, I don't have any other options to move the pieces around. I don't really feel like he's going to grow any further. He's kind of you know, he's kind of causing a little bit of stress on the job because he's not there sometimes. Maybe, maybe an opportunity in the cabinet side could help him as well. So who knows, man, but yeah. that's for you to decide, you know, you got to really yeah. make these tough decisions, even if they're uncomfortable. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. You know, so yeah. anything else you want to touch on, man, before we head out? Um, I could probably keep you here for a couple hours, but, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that was the biggest thing. It was just the, the team dynamics and, structure and that and getting uh yeah finding finding what our par is because we I, I feel like i know what it is with the cabinets but in the painting side we're nowhere near as it. silly as it sounds it requires getting out a blank piece of paper drawing circles you know that yeah. represent people and creating lines you know that are attached to those circles right like yeah. that's that's what uh, it is but that's the start of it right it's just really identifying it and then not wavering from it early on you're going to lose money because you're doing a lot of hiring yeah. and you know you might have to front some money if there's not a job to fill for that week, but you got to yeah. orchestrate this. Option number three, which we didn't discuss, is going all in on cabinets and doing four to five kitchens a week and, and having a linear focus and foregoing what you're doing on the painting side. Because if you're generating between 20 and 30,000, you know, you got to look at, well, how many kitchens do I need for that? How much do I need to double my marketing, right? And just yeah. stop painting houses. And there's plenty of people that do that and they're happy. You know, because you're losing money every time you go to a painting, a house painting job that you could be going to a kitchen refinishing estimate, you know, and it's like if you have resources painting houses that could be finishing kitchens for you, you might think that you're moving at a faster pace, but you could be linear on the cabinet side and double down on that and just go. And you know how happier you'll be, how much more, ha how, how much happier you'll be with the scheduling, with the, really the consistency, with the culture, you can work out a side deal with the guy who has been with you for a while and pay him differently, you know, however you want to do it. But in other words, what I'm saying is, is that, you know, just again, you really, you should, you could look at this now would be the time to make that decision, you know, yeah. or you could get yeah. to a point where you take your in-house guys, you put them on the cabinets and then you sub out the painting work. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's so many options, man. Yeah, there are so it's, many. Yeah. It's cool. It's, it, you're in a really good cool. position, man. Congrats to yeah. you and your family. You. you know, I wish you continued success. I hope you come back and, and give me another recap. And, uh, yeah, man. you know, if I can help you again on, on your journey, just, you know, just reach out. Absolutely. Thanks, Tanner. I appreciate it. Good luck, it. brother. You yeah. Definitely, yeah. You definitely uh, were the spark. So it's been, it's been awesome. It's awesome, man. Well, hopefully this is the ignition. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, big guy. Nitrous. Thank you later. Yeah, appreciate it. See you, man. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to that business breakthrough. So uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to transition this episode to a testimonial. That's right. So uh, one of our awesome Drip Jobs users was kind enough to do a short testimonial for us. I asked him some questions that I'm sure a lot of us have about what Drip Jobs is. Is it valuable? So if you would like to sit and listen to this, I'd appreciate it. You can sit, hang around, and hear what one of our very happy clients has to say about Drip Jobs for his business. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Chris Rodriguez. 
Um, he's here to share a little bit about Drip Jobs and what it's been doing for him. Um, I'll start off by saying, just give me some raw, authentic thoughts about it, man. What's it doing for you? Honestly, it's been huge for us. Um, the biggest thing I've found is how much free time I've gotten now. Like it's opened up a lot of time, not only in my business, but in my personal life. So that's been huge with like the automation, with follow-ups and things like that. And also on top of that too, you know, the experience that it gives our customers, you know, how professional it looks from the beginning all the way to the end. You know, we, we really pride ourselves in the experience that we give to our customers too. So it's been perfect for us. You getting any feedback from your customers about it? Oh yeah. Tons. Every time, like, I feel like three out of every five customers, you know, come back to us and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe like how professional that was. Or, you yeah. know, you got back to us so quick, like the system's so cool and easy. Yeah. It makes it easy. You know, one thing that we, we try to do is connect you to the customer in a way that where you almost feel like we work for you, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. how it is, you know, and uh, you know, that's cool, man. So you have the, uh, so you have the automation set up. What is the, um, you know, what, what is the feedback in terms of the automated drips after you send a proposal out, right? So like you send a proposal out, drip job shoots out, drip messages for the course of like a month. Have you won any jobs from it or people responding to them at the very least? I, <clears throat> yeah, I, to I totally have. Um, I've actually, it's funny, it works so good that sometimes I forget about jobs that we've sent out and then <laughs> I get a message back from somebody. I'm like, yeah. oh man, that, that was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found that a lot of uh, people have been responding back. We've been getting a lot more jobs from that. And that's where we really were lacking before drip jobs. When Before you signed up for drip jobs, I think you probably heard about it, right? Yeah. It was, there was some apprehension, of course, new software. What is a piece of advice you have to anyone that I show this to or, or put this soundbite into uh, to them? Maybe they're on the fence. Maybe they think they have a good system. They're using Joist or... Uh, some of the others estimating software. Yep. What advice you'd give to them? Yeah, that was uh, that was totally me. Um, I was using one of those cheaper softwares. I was on the fence, you know, a little more money, smaller business, you know, do we really need something like that? And I'm in the mindset now that it's the total opposite. Like if you're a smaller business, like you definitely need something like this. That's what I said. Like, yeah, it, it definitely... Um, because I'm like an owner operator, so I'm still in the field. So it's like almost impossible to work all day and give back to everybody. Yeah. So, you know, implementing this has been huge. It saves so much time for us. Like it, it's a no brainer. I think like if you're on the fence, definitely do it. And you'll thank Tanner and myself later. <laughs> yeah, thank you, brother. Are you sending the uh, booking link to people that call you? I am now. I saw that you did that and I was like, Oh, that button there? You saw we put the button there? No, I didn't see the button. There's a button. Yeah, on the on the app, it says new request at the bottom. Yeah. And all you got to do is tap it, punch in the number, and it shoots them a text message with your link. Oh, wow. See, that, yeah. that's another thing I love about it, too. It's like it starts off as a great system, but you keep improving it, and it just yeah, gets better and better and better. Bringing it. And I love that because it's so easy. And, and just for anyone listening, what that does someone calls you typically like it used to be, all right, what's your first name, last name, email, phone number, address, and you're trying to get all this information, you write it down somewhere, or you type it in your calendar. But now we just give you a link to send them and they fill it out. It goes into drip jobs in the right spot, creates an appointment request and sends them a text and an email in seconds. 
and uh, you could get back to doing what you're doing. And you being an owner operator right now, you're in a vehicle, you're probably going to estimates or checking on a yep. job. Like you don't have time for all that, man. So, you know, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, glad it's, it's, I'm glad it's working. Yeah, dude, it, it works so good. I think I, I, when we met at the PC, I kind of told you, like I was on vacation with my family, you know, at Disney World, about to get on a ride with my daughter and two leads came in. Normally, you know, I have to call them back real quick. I got on the ride with her got off and drip jobs already followed up with them and they booked both the appointments you oh, know man that's crazy bro <laughs> yeah, that that's, that time to me is invaluable that's huge because you would have had to say hold on i got to go take care of these leads real quick because you know you were getting charged for them right. and you had to step away from your family in that moment call them now if they didn't answer you would have had this feeling like damn like i got to now that would have been on your head yeah exactly well time i've been there um, yep. And then this thing followed up with them instantly. It's almost like you had an office admin in the office while you were at Disney. <laughs> yep, exactly. You know? And uh, yeah. it was handling business for you. And uh, you didn't yep. have to text her or him to be like, uh, hey, follow up with that lead. <laughs> yep, exactly. So that that right there is just, the value is crazy. Like it's priceless. Right there is one of the best testimonials I've ever heard. And I've been doing this sort of system for a while, but when it became drip jobs, that was a good one right there, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. That. No, nah, no problem, man. It's I love it. <laughs> Thank you, brother, for your support. Anyone listening to this, please take heed to Chris's advice. He was most in most cases just like you. I think he has a business breakthrough that you could go listen to on the podcast somewhere. But thanks, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. All right, man.